0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another happy Monday with the extraordinary talk show. And I am your host, Della Hill. As always, I am here to give you some new ideas, hopefully, help ex- stretch your mind a little bit. I'm not asking you to believe anything that I talk about, but I would like you to consider the things that I talk about. One thing I like to say is, I'm not here to try to tell you what to think. I am here to try to get you to think for yourself. So today I want to talk about one of my favorite concepts. I mean, one of my favorite concepts is the law of attraction. I talk about that a lot, but let's step aside of that and talk about not only reincarnation, but the people that we reincarnate with, meaning soulmates, soul partners, and soul families. Somebody asked me to do a show about soulmates a long time ago, and I couldn't because, honestly, at the time, I didn't have a good enough understanding of it. And I only want to share ideas and concepts with you that I have a pretty good grasp on. But I want to thank you guys, those of you who keep listening or at least keep me on the air for one reason or another, because when I show up here, my goal is if I reach one person... If one person thinks a little bit differently, if one person hears something I said, and even if it made him mad, but it made him reevaluate their thoughts, then I'm succeeding. One thing I figured out, though, is now that I've been doing this almost three years, is many times that one person was me. Many times the one person who needed something out of that week's show was me. And sometimes it was what I learned so I could share it with you. And sometimes it was an epiphany or an idea or an understanding that came to me that helped me understand the entire concept better. And so I'm really grateful that I've been able to be here with you guys and share these ideas, wacky, weird, or amazing, or extraordinary with you. So talking about soulmates, soul partners and soul families, because we all talk about soulmates. What we don't really understand is that there's more to it than a mate. It's not just one and one. Believe it or not, there is not necessarily just one person for each one person on earth. And the person who suits you as your partner for one part of your life may not be the person who suits you as your partner for another part of your life. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Here's the thing about reincarnation. And side note on reincarnation. The Catholic Church, in the early days of the Catholic Church, before the Bible was actually written actually taught the doctrine of reincarnation that one life on earth is not enough to do anything. It's not enough to prove yourself, which you don't need to do, by the way. It's not enough to learn. It's not enough to remember who you are and where you came from, which is really why we're here. And it's not enough to experience, which is the other reason why we're here. If I only got one life on this earth, I would feel shorted with all of the amazing places to go, things to see, and not only that, but all of the civilizations that have lived throughout all of time. I mean, where I am now is, is pretty critical, I think. But if this is the only time and place that I got to experience, I would feel like God was not giving me as much as I was promised. Because one life on earth is not enough. It's not enough for any goal that you might have when you come here. Not fully. There, well, there are some goals that you are here to accomplish in one life. But your soul journey cannot accomplish what it needs to accomplish in only one life. And in fact, it can't even accomplish that in only one life on earth. And it can't even accomplish that as only one life as a male or as a female. Part of the purpose of reincarnation is to experience everything, to know what it's like to be a man or a woman, to know what it's like to be a giver, a lover, a server, and also to know what it's like perhaps to be the bad guy. So on that, as we travel through our lives, and we've all had probably hundreds with a few exceptions. Those are the volunteers that I'll talk about in a minute. As we go from life to life to life, we create attachments to the other people's and people and souls that we interact with. And sometimes those are attachments purely through love. And sometimes those are attachments based on vows or promises. Because if you make a vow or a promise and you sincerely believe it, That vow or promise can carry on to future lives. This is one reason why um, some people, for example, might have a weight problem. My teacher, Dolores Cannon, who taught me about reincarnation and taught me how to do hypnosis to show people their past lives, had one woman that she worked with who was very, very overweight, very obese. And in going back to her past life, she found that she had starved her people. She had allowed them to die of hunger. And this was how she had chosen to apologize to that. In a way, I don't like really the word, but to say to give penance for that might suit the purpose. Because if we do cause negativity or harm to others, we will have an opportunity to even that out. Does that make sense? And we talk a lot about karma. And Dolores Cannon used the term karma when she talked about the attachments that you create with people in your lives in previous lives. Because one example she had was one woman, her client, was with in a marriage that was very unhappy, even abusive. And the woman didn't know how to get out of the marriage. Well, when they looked back into her past lives, they found that this woman had been married to this man in at least three previous lives, and in all three of those lives, he had ended up killing her. And so they were coming back over and over and over together to try to do it right, to try to end the marriage in whatever way it needed to be to be positive for both instead of so negative for both. And in a way... That gives me a little bit of hope. Guys, think about it this way. I don't necessarily want to think that I was a murderer in a past life. But it does give me hope to know that I can screw up. And it's okay. There's a way that I will get in that life, maybe another life, maybe in another opportunity to pay that back, to apologize, to even out the karma if that's something that needs to be done. So the people that come back into your life, the people that are in your life now, and especially people that are in your life now that you may not get along with very well, these are very likely people, in fact, almost certainly people who you have known before this life. And perhaps even their purpose in coming into your life is to give you that friction, is to create that complication that makes you have to find a better solution this time around. And that makes you think differently about the people who are in your life. So we travel through our lives and come in contact again with the same people over and over and over. And perhaps you've had an experience where you met someone and it felt like you knew them forever. It felt like you had known them for all of your past lives. Even if you didn't believe in past lives, it was a new thing to see them and, and to have met them here. But they felt so familiar you couldn't deny it. And sometimes... Maybe they even recognize that. But our soul families, we like to think of soulmates as being that romantic partner. Maybe the one who was your romantic partner in a past life and came back to be your romantic partner again in this life. And that might be. However, if you were romantic partners with this person previously, and the two of you got along well, and you had a positive productive and successful life together you don't need to come back together in another romantic relationship you already proved you could do it you already learned all of the lessons that you needed to from being in that type of relationship with that person that soul may come into your life again but it's very likely not going to be as a romantic relationship because you've done that already you figured that one out Now they're back so that if they're back, because you've worked together well, you might get brought back together to work on a project or to work on a goal. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there is a romantic involvement. Also, you got to understand, too, that you just don't go life to life to life. You don't close your eyes in death and open your eyes in birth. There's an in-between here. There's the place where you go that you might call heaven, But the fun thing about it is you don't have to stay there. It's a come-and-go place. The door's open. And when you go there, after a life, you meet back up with your council, your group of masters, and you talk about how your life went and what life goals that you had for that life that you were able to accomplish, and if not, why not, and what you might want to do differently. Now, here's a really, really critical thing, guys. You are worried that when you end this life and you meet up there, that you're gonna be in trouble. You are worried that you screwed up here so badly that there's no recompense for you and that these people who sit down with you and meet with you to talk about if your life was good or not are just going to be writing down all the judgments to send you straight to hell. That's completely false. Your team of masters could not love you more. Your team of masters knows every thought that you have And they know exactly why you did every single thing that you did. And come on, you know there's a lot of things that you do that you have a really good reason for, but you know other people might not really get it. These guys get it. Even if you do something that you know to fit a definition of bad, you had a reason for doing that, and these guys know that. And part of their purpose is to help you figure out what to do different and better in your next life and even to help you set up your next life. What people from your previous lives are you going to reenact with? How are you going to come together with these people? You've got to realize there's some people in your life that you met really, really randomly. Such a chance meeting and yet those people have ended up being very important and very valuable in your life. You have to know that wasn't happenstance. You have to know that was not an accidental coincidence. You must know that was an intentional coincidence. That was the perfect coming together of two points. That was you and that person who, before you were born, came together and said, we're going to meet up, and when we do, we're going to accomplish this together. And maybe it's to learn how to love each other, which you couldn't do in, another, in a previous life. Do you know you can love someone who you don't even like? And you might have those people come back. People who... Maybe we're your best friends and you loved, and maybe you don't even have any karma to resolve with them, but maybe you have a lesson to learn. Maybe you want to learn how to work with someone on a daily basis that you really, really, really don't get along with, that they rub you raw every way, that they just drive pins and needles into your spine. But your goal in coming here was to learn how to love that person even if you don't like them. And then when you get to the end of this life and you meet back up with them, they're going to give you a high five and say, didn't I do a good job? Didn't I drive you absolutely crazy? And they were doing exactly what you wanted them to do so that you could learn to love them anyway. And that's a powerful lesson. And when you understand that, when you think about that, you have to reevaluate the people who are in your life, even the people that you can't stand in your life. What are they there to teach you? Did you know these people before? And maybe you don't have to know if you knew them before. But consider, it's possible that you did. In fact, it's very, very possible, if not in your most recent past life or the one before that, but maybe one a thousand years ago. And this is where they're popping back up again to help you out. And maybe you're doing the same thing for them. One, exa- one um, exception to earthly reincarnates like most of us, are what we call the volunteers. This was another thing that Dolores Cannon learned about and taught me and others about. There are those souls in, who were out in the universe who were not karmically attached to earth, who hadn't been here before. I don't know if you notice, guys, our earth is in the under some stress right now. In fact, it's not just about pandemics. It's not just about politics. It's not just about money, which it's huge. Our world doesn't love each other. And we're at a critical time where we are going to have to make a severe change one way or the other. At one point in time, sometime over the last 40 to 60 years, if I'm right, Dolores might check me on that, there was a call that went out through the universe saying, Earth needs help. Earth is in trouble. Earth doesn't love each other. The people on Earth are struggling and they need some help. They need some light and they need some love. And many of them are so bogged down by from their karma on Earth that they are unable to pick themselves up as easily as we would like them to. So the call went out asking for volunteers, for souls to come to Earth to simply bring light, to simply bring love. And... I've met a few of these people in my life. They tend to be quiet. In fact, I've met several, I'm sure, but I know of a couple. They tend to be quiet. They tend to be hardworking. They tend to kind of stay to themselves. In fact, it's hard for them to come here because Earth is a very heavy, heavy planet. The energy here is heavy. There's not the same amount of love here that you might find even on other planets. And it's difficult for those who are used to a lighter level and a higher level of love to come to earth and deal with the stress and the weight of the energy that we have here. So very often they kind of keep to themselves. They may or may not even get married and have children. They don't need to have children because they're not karmically connected to soul families from previous lives. So they may just skip that part in order to not get caught up in a soul family here. Keep an eye out. You might know some of these people. They're good to know and they're good to have around, and they're truly, truly just good souls. Most of them don't even understand that that is their purpose here, but they're doing a great job anyway. Here is an example that I have of a client that I had who had some questions specifically because she was married and she had a very happy marriage. She was in love with her husband. They had kids and everything was really good. But she also had this man who was in her life. And she had met him as a teenager before she ever met her husband. And he just kind of kept coming back here and there. And she, she was very frustrated about this because she wanted to be a good wife and she wanted to honor her husband. And yet she had an undeniable attraction to this other man. And she tried to ignore it. She tried to deny it. But whatever it was, she couldn't let it go. And she was very frustrated with this. And she made good choices, but she was stressed about the whole situation. She didn't understand it. And she had a lot of guilt feeling like a terrible person. Well, we went back in her session and the past life that she went to, she had been an older single, single woman, you know, like 19 or 20. And that was old back where she lived in Europe at the time, probably in the 1700s. And She married a man who was a widower and already had a son, and together they had a daughter. And they had a very, very happy life together. He wasn't rich, but he was a magistrate, and he did well, so they they were comfortable. She did not live in poverty. And at the time, it was okay for men to abuse their wives, but he didn't abuse her. They had a very loving relationship. And I took her forward to an important day in that life, and that important day was when she was sitting at his bedside as he was dying. And he was older than her, so it was not unexpected that he would die before her. But because their life had been so happy, it was very difficult for her to say goodbye to him. And he told her, don't worry, I'll come back. I'll find you again. And essentially, they made a commitment. They made a vow, just like I talked about a few minutes ago. They made a promise that they would find each other again. Well, she recognized her husband from that life as this man that was in her life now. And then we were able to talk to her higher self and gain some better answers for her, for her and, and some specific answers for her, which were hers, so I'm not going to share all of that. But what came out of it was that this man was her husband in a previous life, and they had loved each other. They had been fond of each other. They had had a very good life, and they had made a promise that they would come back together again. After that session, this woman understood, and one thing that was really interesting for her that she explained to me later was that the even the attraction that she had to this man seemed to resolve itself after the session, after she understood what his purpose was in her life at this time, the attraction that she was feeling went away and she no longer had that. And she did still maintain a friendship with this man, but her husband knew about the friendship and she actually told him the whole story and said, this, this is what happened and he is a friend of mine. And the guy said, well, you're still my wife, right? And she's like, yep, right here, right now, I'm all yours. And he said, cool. They were able to gain better understanding and she was able to gain an understanding that gave her confidence in her current marriage and gave her understanding of what this friendship was and what it meant to her in her life. And that friend is still a very good, valuable friend to her. There's one example of someone in a past life still being in your life. It's been very, very common in my sessions with people that they do see people who are in their life now in previous lives. And it, it's always a special thing when they do get that. And it always, always resolves some kind of misunderstandings. One Another thing that was very interesting about that particular one was the woman's friend, the man, had a son. And when the woman met that son there was what i talked about a few minutes ago that undeniable i've known you before connection and it made a whole lot of sense that that son who was his son in this life had been their son in the previous life and her relationship with this young man in this life always it was always a special one it always made them both very happy to be together and it seemed odd that this woman in her late thirties and this teenager would get along so well, but when she understood that he had been her son before, it made perfect sense. So one thing you gotta understand is the people who are in your life today are there for a reason. I talked about how you make plans with your masters before you come to earth and you say, okay, these are the things I want to work on this time. This is some, some past karma and stuff I want to clear out. And here's some lessons I want to learn. And here's some things I want to experience. And here's some ways I want to grow as a soul. And then you can sit down with your soul families and say, Hey, how about in this life, you be my best friend. We were married before, but we don't need to have that kind of relationship. So we'll do it this way. And in the past life, you were my mother. This time, I'm going to be your aunt. And in this way, we're going to come together at this point in time, and we're going to help each other in this way. Every single person who is in your life right now is there for a reason. The ones who you love and the ones who you have a hard time loving. They're there for you to teach you. Another thing that comes and very important about reincarnation is that you get another chance and that means all of this means that death really has no savor all death means is that you are no longer living in this body in this life i've talked before about how this body is our virtual reality suit for earth it's with this body that we get to eat strawberries and walk barefoot in the sand and have orgasms. If we didn't have this body, we wouldn't be able to experience those things. And so we're here in this life to experience all of those wonderful things which we couldn't do without a body. But once you've finished this life, you can lay that body aside because it's no longer necessary for you. It was just the tool that you were using to play this game this time. Next time you'll get a different one. And that also means that your soul families, when someone who's in your family dies, they're not gone. And you will see them again, and you will probably even live on earth with them again. Death means nothing. There is no such thing as death. You simply move your soul's consciousness from one virtual reality suit to another. And that may be hard to understand, but think about that when you're saying goodbye to someone that you love, that they're really just moving their consciousness out of that virtual reality suit. But before long, they'll probably be in another one and you'll get to hang out with them again. Just like the woman I did the session with who found her love from a previous marriage or from a previous life, and in this life found instead in him a very good friend. Now you don't have to believe everything I said, I don't have, you don't have to believe everything I told you, but consider what if, what if this was all real? What if Della's not full of crap? What if all this is true or what if part of it is true? What if there's something to it? What part of this would you like to be true? Think about that. And I'm Della. Again, I am not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. Thank you very much. I love you all. Have a wonderful week. Thank you.